silence calls into question the things you've formerly known and believed. The moment can be decisive. From my own journey, I vividly remember times of sheer confusion when I didn't know if I was being overcome by the dark or by a great love. Then the wondering, too deep for words, if they were, in fact, the same. In part one of this book, The Dark, I look from the vantage point of today at the inner experience of darkness that overwhelmed me when I lost my family without warning in 1975. A mother, father and child in a car, a man driving drunk, and then a suffocating, unfathomable experience of loss. My husband and daughter did not survive, yet I did. I was 27 years old. The words about loss that I offer here arise from the impact of that specific event, but they're not unique to me. The taste of being blindsided by life, feeling disoriented, lost, and alone is common to the human journey. It was a forceful time. In the darkness of those nights, to my complete amazement, I sensed a presence that seemed to be aware of me. Was it responding to my cry for help? My dreams were shattered, and yet a calm and profound silence was there as well. My awareness of this silent presence was entirely an inner experience. Nothing could be seen or verified. Still, I could not deny it. At that time, my image of God was only of a being outside of myself, so it was unusual and unfamiliar for me to encounter a presence that moved in the depth of the dark, responding to me from within. I felt comforted without anything being spoken audibly. A wordless knowledge simply conveyed to me that there was more to life than my present circumstances. A greater reality transcended what I was going through. It only remained to know it. This awareness was my pearl of great price. If pain was not the final say and did not have absolute power, I had hope of finding my way. It made no sense but was undeniable. A surpassing love appeared to be moving in the heart of even the deepest pain. In part two, I explore my passage through this darkness toward a slowly unfolding light. How do you rejoin the life you were formerly living when new awareness has profoundly changed you, when you now long for things that others who are close to you do not. My priorities were recast. I call this period mist, because for a while nothing seemed clear or sharp. Every step was new, and I kept a quiet watchfulness for a long while until I could get my bearings. I sometimes felt as if I were learning how to walk again. In this section, I tell the story of a walk I made in 2008 with my friend Joyce Rupp. We ventured to Alabama to walk a portion of the Underground Railroad, a name which refers to the safe homes which sheltered slaves as they fled along a series of paths and roads seeking freedom from bondage. Many of the experiences Joyce and I had as we walked this route were resonant with thresholds I'd faced in my own encounter with the darkness of loss. As we walked, we experienced the power of human conditioning, especially our own, 
and a greater sense of what it means to move from communication to communion. Both on our walk and in my own experience, the time came when there were no longer any techniques, but only trust in the inner light. I begin part three with a quote from Henry David Thoreau. Only that day dawns to which we are awake. For me, the dawn was the awakening of a greater understanding of the human journey and its meaning. It caused me to ask why we are all here. Thoughts, feelings, imagination, and energies may come together to create the human person. But beyond this outer nature, there was so much more to realize. Once I knew of the unexplored worlds inside of me, I saw there was an inner identity apart from the outer person I had always called me.